Do not confuse this with treatment or mental health advice or direction. Nothing on this podcast is made to supplement or supersede the relationship and direction of your mental health caretakers. Although David Koslowski is a licensed marriage and family therapist, he is not functioning as a certified mental health professional in this environment. And same applies to any professional who may appear on the Light, the Fight podcast. Welcome to the OG Therapy. Hey everybody, this is David with Light the Fight Podcast, and today's episode is bittersweet. And the reason why I'm saying it's bittersweet is because today is the last official episode of Light the Fight Podcast. Not to worry though, I'm still going to be doing the podcast, except we're changing the name. And if you've been, uh, well, as you've been listening to episodes since last August, you've noticed a lot has changed. So, for example, we're more active on social media, uh, specifically Instagram. We post reels to kind of give you a little teaser of every single episode. Um, But the faces have changed. Originally, when Light the Fight started out, it was Heidi and I. And for our long-term listeners, many of you, you miss Heidi. You've told me you miss Heidi. I miss Heidi. However, Heidi is in high demand, (laughs) to say the least. And it's not that this podcast was not good enough for her. It has nothing to do with that she didn't want to do it anymore. Um, Let me just help you peek behind the curtains for a little bit. When we first started this podcast out, Heidi and I had talked for a few years about us doing something together like a podcast or radio show. And because of other radio shows and podcasts that I was doing, every time Heidi was a guest, it got like the biggest numbers that we had with any other episode. Even when I was on ESPN 700 Sports Radio, and I was doing a late night talk show there, even on a sports radio uh, network, when Heidi was my guest, those were the best numbers. When I was at the local uh, Channel 5 um, NBC, which is called KSL, um, when I was doing a podcast for them, same thing. When Heidi was a guest, she got the best numbers. So after a few years, uh, after her son had passed away, she told me that she thought she was ready and she wanted to talk about the things that she's learned since her son passed away, things that she wished she would have known, in hopes that someone listening to it could avoid being in the club that her and her husband and her family are in. And that is the club that nobody wants to be in. And that's the club of losing a child to suicide. So Heidi, I mean, with without putting it any other way, I think the best way to put it is she was brave enough to put herself out there and share the things about her loss of her son but probably even more importantly than just sharing the loss of her son, which everyone that follows on social media, everyone that knows her is very familiar with that story, is what she did with that story. And that was sharing her struggles, her difficulties, her, her, um, her constant second guessing herself as a mother. So basically everything that Heidi talked about in the original Light the Fight podcast was re- relatable to so many moms out there. Even those moms who hadn't lost a child, just the fear of the worst possible case scenario happening to your kid made every mom in the world listen to Heidi very carefully. They could relate on a personal level, even though they may not, and most most people had not experienced the extreme loss that she had experienced. Having said that, um, that takes a lot out of someone. And so Heidi, in, in the past couple of years, um, especially after the pandemic, it took a lot out of everybody. Heidi was uh, less frequent on the podcast simply because it was draining for her. I mean, she and I would have like, at least sometimes an hour, an hour and a half conversation before the podcast. 
And then during the podcast, we do the podcast for an hour. Sometimes we talk for a little while after the podcast. And we did that because whenever we talked on the podcast, she had no idea what we're going to say. She had an idea of what she wanted to talk about. But as we started going, it would touch upon some very sensitive things in her life. And if you can imagine every single week, just reopening those wounds. And even though she did it, like I said, in a very brave manner for a number of years, it got to the point where I could tell it was waning on her. She and I had a lot of conversations that it was, you know, it was just hard for her to, you know, go from her business life and then shut off all the business stuff she had to do and then lock into a podcast like this where she was basically the example and the one sharing things that she wished she would have known, um, things that she's still learning. And because of that, it was a big, huge, what uh, Brene Brown has dubbed a vulnerability hangover. So she'd do the podcast with me, have a hangover for two or three days after the podcast, come out of it for two days feeling good, and then back to recording the podcast. So around uh, last summertime, I talked to Heidi and I just said, hey, Heidi, I said, I know you're trying. I know you really want to do this, but, you know, it's obvious to me that, you know, it's it's heavy, like it's gotten heavier. And and she really said a lot of the things that she wanted to say in the, you know, the four, four and a half years of doing the podcast, five years doing the podcast. And she told me, she said, David, I, I want you to continue doing the podcast. Everybody needs the information. Parents out there are constantly wanting to hear just me weigh in on different types of things. And, you know, I could have said the same thing to her. It's like, hey, I know parents want to know what you think about these things too, Heidi. And in her defense, she had given four and a half, almost five years of what she did thought and, and does think and what she works on. So after we talked, she said, David, go ahead and you just run with the podcast. Take it in whatever direction you want to take it. Well, at first, I, I wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do. And so I just kept on doing the Light the Fight podcast. And then I had the idea. I'm like, you know what? Um, a long time ago, uh, when I was counseling with families, you know, every now and then uh, people would ask me, especially people that are familiar with, with therapy and, and the different um, treatments of therapy and different types of schools of thought, and they call it modalities of treatment. And a lot of these people had gone to therapy before, maybe they studied some classes in school. And so they asked me things like, oh, what type of a therapeutic approach do you, do you use? Do you use cognitive behavioral approach? Do you use narrative? These different types of things. I'd say, yeah, it's a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Um, you know, I, I just kind of didn't really know exactly what to call it because it was, it was pretty evident that my style was unique to my personality. And, you know, I'd, I'd gotten a lot of people give me some, some really heartfelt, really deep, sweet compliments about how my style, like I said, that comes from my personality and my experience in, in mental health for many years. Um, it was, it was unique in the sense that it wasn't overtly clinical. It wasn't extremely obvious that I was diagnosing people. It, it felt like what I called like, um, like a relationship with an uncle. In fact, a, a lot of the teens would say like, yeah, talking to you is like talking to like my cool uncle that knows my family's got issues, know that, be, know that there's struggles in my family, loves us anyways, and just gives good suggestions, good ideas, but doesn't really tell anyone what they have to do. And I always took that as a compliment. And I remember that my uncle, um, an uncle of mine by the name of George Molifua, he was, you know, a person that I didn't, I didn't talk to all the time, but when I had something really hard going on in my life, I'd give him a call and he and I would grab a bite to eat or we'd talk over the phone. And he'd give me advice from his own life experiences. You know, he didn't 
go to some, you know, colleges and, you know, get degrees, become a therapist or psychologist or anything like that. But I trusted him. I believed in what he said. He said from his heart, he was never over, he was never overly critical of me. He would, he would never call me names, make fun of me and mock me. He would usually say things like, okay, tell me what's going on. And I'd tell him what's going on and be like, okay, oh, interesting that, that you did this, that you did that. And I'd be like, oh, no, that was a stupid move. I shouldn't have done that. And he'd say things like, tell me what, what you think you should have done. And I'd tell him and at the end of it, I just would kind of figure out my own problems. And every now and then he'd be like, hey, you know, I love you. And you know what you did was stupid and you made a mistake. So now go make up for it. Don't be too tough to apologize. You know, apologize. And he'd tell me some stories of him being in a similar situation. And in my opinion, that uncle was the epitome of an OG. If you're not familiar with that terminology, OG originally stands for original gangster. But basically, it's it's the older people in 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 the gang uh, world. It was the older people that have been to jail, gotten in trouble. They you know they'd had all these difficult times in their life, and so the younger people of the neighborhood um, they wouldn't usually listen to people they couldn't relate to. They wouldn't sometimes listen to the teachers or the um, the people, the community, maybe their pastors, maybe those people they felt were different than they were. But they would listen to people who ran the streets, who were in the gang life just like them, and they would look up to them. Well, in a gang, an OG is, is like the highest respect. I know in the Polynesian culture that I was raised in, to be an uncle or an auntie was was quite quite a respectful position when someone called you uncle so-and-so or auntie so-and-so you know that means you respect that person it was like hey this is an older person that's been there done that um they've proven to be loyal and allies and friends to our family and our neighborhood listen to what they have to say so a long time ago someone said hey what type of therapy do you do and i was like uh i don't know og therapy and they knew what the terminology of og meant and they kind of laughed and i said yeah it's kind of like OG kind of like the been there, done that. And then the therapy uh, being meaning I uh, went to lots of years of college and I was a licensed therapist. So it just kind of stuck. So last summer we decided to start doing separate episodes called OG therapy. Now those episodes um, began with me um, interviewing friends of mine, people that were OGs in their own right that I, that I appreciate that I, I would go and ask questions to and have them weigh on certain things in life to just to help me be a better person. And then as I interviewed some of those people, I, I started to find out that there's two people in particular who are a former uh, University of Utah football player, just like myself, who, um, who I, I'd, I'd kind of been a little bit of their OG in certain situations. Um, and they came to me and asked me because of my profession, hey, what about this? You know, I'm having this situation and just normal life stuff. And I gave them some suggestions and it turned out those suggestions were good. So they knew that they could always come and talk to me. And I also believed that, um, that they were just salt of the earth type of men. Um, both of them, uh, both K. Scott and Rojo, the two gentlemen I'm referring to that you hear on the podcast, both of these guys, um, their fathers, um, you know, like myself, they're not perfect. You know, they've made plenty of mistakes in their lifetime and they own up to those mistakes. And, you know, they have admitted that they both have and, and even continue to go to counseling and therapy and they take it very seriously. And coming from my background, coming from their background, you wouldn't think that uh, three guys like us that played college football, grew up in, you know, not necessarily the best situation, not horrible situations, but not necessarily the best ones. Uh, none of us had a silver spoon in our mouth. That's for sure. We weren't spoiled growing up as kids. Um, you know, you wouldn't think guys like us would go to therapy. Well, 
we have gone to therapy, we go to therapy and, you know, I'm still a therapist. And so as I started talking with them, I said, you know, maybe I'll, maybe I should, maybe we should get together and pool, you know, our knowledge and information because both of them happen to work with youth. And another friend of mine, Jason Hewlett, who's um, a Hall of Fame, you know, speaker. He's one of those big keynote speakers that companies like Delta would hire to come in and do a big presentation, entertain and educate people. And he spoke all around the world. He travels all around the world. And he um, was a, a person that, you know, followed the podcast for a long time and started reaching out to me and asked me for some help with his family. And I started coaching him and his family. And, you know, it went so well that he was like, man, how could I help out? And I said, well, would you mind coming on the podcast? Cause he's so articulate. He's got such a great character and personality and so many people trust in him much like Heidi. He's that relatable father where everybody in his neighborhood, everyone that's around him always asks him questions because on the outside, he looks like he's got it all put together and Hey, he's got a lot of things put together in his life, but on the inside, he would admit to me some very basic parent struggles. So I said, why don't you come onto the podcast and, you know, just ask people in your neighborhood or tell people in your neighborhood and you're, uh, your circle of friends that you're coming on the podcast and ask them if they have any questions. Well, it turned out pretty well. Turns out a lot of people trust Jason. Turns out a lot of people have questions. And so then they would ask him questions. He goes, okay, I'll bring it up on the podcast. So he and I started answering podcast uh, questions from parents at as light the fight. So what we're doing now is um, we're making it all underneath one roof. So Jason, myself, uh, K Scott, Kenneth and Rojo, Robert, um, we've uh, formed an organization, a company called OG therapy. And so what we're focusing on and have been focusing on, and we, we've started this back in uh, March, in February, actually, um, is doing high school assemblies, talking about the two words that I believe can really help our society, help every community, help every family and every, help every business, which is called these two words are social health. I truly believe if you have not listened to the podcast for a long time, or if you have listened for a long time, I apologize for repeating myself, but I truly believe we need to improve the social health of our society. I believe it's what's lacking. Um, we have a lot of work and effort that's been done in medical health and physical health, and we have a lot of years of research and, and work done in mental health. I don't think that it's crazy that uh, social health is, it's a blind spot of ours as families, communities, as a society as a whole. And the definition of social health is one's ability to build, maintain, and improve mutually benefiting relationships and all the following, but not limited to family, friends, online relationships, um, relationships with technology, relationships with your environment, and most importantly, the relationship with yourself. Um, human beings, we're, 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 we're hardwired to connect and build lifelong relationships because it helps us sustain life. We're more likely to live longer if we have better friends because our friends will go out of their way for us. And then when our friends go out of their way for us, we believe that we're worth something and we matter. So then we're going to fight back to whatever is challenging us in our lives as well. And so we started this company, OG Therapy, um, based upon all the social health tools I've been able to develop throughout the years. So we go out and give high school assemblies, uh, parent nights, uh, teacher trainings, all for high schools and communities. And then on top of it, we do business presentations and also break off into workshop groups. And same thing when I teach teachers, when I'm teaching businesses or families, um, we want to role play with them. We want to teach them these tools so that they could use them in their day-to-day -day life. The way I look at it is um, if you look at uh, mental health, I like to look at mental health in four stages, similar to cancer. Stage four is the absolute worst. 
Um, just like cancer, you don't want to find out that your your family member or loved one has stage four mental health, meaning that they have um, uh, suicidal thoughts. Um, they're really not doing well. Maybe maybe it's even homicidal thoughts. Maybe it's um, they're really mentally emotionally unstable. Um, that's bad. Uh, stage three, you know, you know, someone's needing of treatment and therapy, and you know, maybe uh, you know. Um, going to residential treatment, maybe other different types of things that, you know, are making their life really difficult. But stage two, stage one, and stage zero, zero is optimal where there's no problems. One is like, you're starting to see some things happening. Two is like, ooh, this is more than just a couple bad days. This is going into weeks now. Stage zero, stage one, and stage two, I think that's for everybody. So I think that's before our mental health becomes diagnosable, before things really get out of hand. We um, are in those first um, stage one and stage two. So my social health tools, the things that we talk about on uh, the OG Therapy podcast and moving forward, and it's actually what we've talked about on quick, on um, Light the Fight for many years, is all these tools. But now I'm just bringing them to the world so everybody knows that OG Therapy is for business presentations, high schools, communities, parents, and we teach social health tools. Social tools are for everybody. You don't have to have mental health problems to benefit from having social health tools or having social skills to be able to have, to build, maintain, and improve better relationships in your life. Like I said, mutually benefiting relationships. And so that, that's how I, that's how I talk to people nowadays. Yes, I'm still a mental health professional on this podcast. As you see by the disclaimer, I do not give mental health advice. I simply give suggestions and ideas and share social health tools. Well, my new partners, um, we're combining everything into one podcast now. So from now on, it'll just be OG therapy. We'll still have all of our Light the Fight podcasts throughout all the years that you can go back and it'll be here on this channel. And you can find those, you can listen to those, get all the good nuggets that um, if you forgot something from the past. But moving forward, we'll do a combination of answering questions from teenagers that we've gotten at our high school assemblies that we've done. And then also answering questions from parents. Sometimes on the podcast will be me, Jason, uh, Kenneth, and uh, and Rojo, and sometimes it'll just be me and one other guy. Um, so we will be able to have guests more often now. Um, the guests I'm going to be looking for, though, are guests um, that are you know an actual teenager, um, someone that's being affected by these things in their own life. Maybe uh, just a couple regular parents uh, throughout the episodes. So we're going to be having more guests, but um, they're going to be specific guests that have to do with the specific subject that we want to cover. But most of the episodes will be shorter in length. So Light the Fight used to be um, you know, a solid hour at least in the podcast. Um, OG Therapy now will be, you know, the episodes will be anywhere between, you know, 12 to 25 minutes long. You know, if we go long, it'll be 30 minutes and uh, that's just kind of how we're going to be doing things now. We'll be doing, uh, we'll be releasing three episodes a week versus just one episode a week. And I, I, I'm looking forward to the evolution. But like I said, it's, it's bittersweet because um, saying goodbye to light the fight, um, it's more like to me, it's like light the fight just evolved into OG therapy. And on top of it, besides OG therapy being an actual company where you can hire us for your business, for your school, for your community. Um, it's also uh, going to be some other things as well. So for example, um, you'll be able to know about the different types of things that I'm doing. Um, in a few months, when I say few, that's, that's I'm not quite sure exactly, um, uh, I will be releasing my book that I've been working on for a number of years now called Youth of the Nation. And that book is uh, my life's work. Uh, it's, it focuses more specifically 
on the curriculum, uh, the social health curriculum that I invented for Harriman High School that's now growing to other high schools. And it's my argument why I believe our country or society and specifically our education system is in need of better mental or is in need of better social health to help improve the mental health of our children, communities, businesses, and society. Then after I release uh, the book, uh, Youth of the Nation, shortly after, I'll be releasing my second book. So the, I wrote them both at the same time. And the second book is called OG Therapy. That's a deeper dive into my past, my history, because I, I, I do know that my style of counseling and therapy is unique to me because it's, it's part of me. And so my life experiences uh, personally, and then my early uh, professional life experiences, which I'll tell you guys, there's some wild, crazy stories I tell in this book, and they're all true. This book, um, I may go and uh, do some separate podcasts with people that played a significant role in um, those stories. That way that you know I'm telling the truth and you get some added context from some other people that were a part of those stories. I'm still trying to figure that out, but uh, that book will you know, hopefully coming out. Uh, so fall is the Youth of the Nation book and then uh, winter is the OG therapy book. And uh, you guys, like I said, it's, it's an evolution of Light the Fight. I love Light the Fight. I'll always miss those days doing workshops with you parents. And I really hope that the, the people who have listened to this in the past, if it's still, you know, um, if you're still in need of help and information with kids and, and youth in your life, I hope you, you still find, you know, what I'm talking about interesting. And because I knew people and new people uh, with new life, with different life experiences weighing in, I think you're going to get um, different textures of information. And one thing I want to state is that um, Light the Fight is as great as it was and still is. The one thing that was lacking is when we looked at our listenership, it was like 97.5% uh, women. As we've switched over and started doing more OG therapy, um, we have a lot more men now, a lot more men. I think our listenership's more like 67, about 70% um, women now, which is, I mean, we're, we're looking about 30% more male listeners than we've ever had before. And that's not by accident. That was by design. The reason why I have these guys on the podcast, Jason, K. Scott, Rojo, come on the podcast, because even though we're all different people and have our different background life experiences, we all share something in common. We have very big hearts. We're loving, we're caring, and we're men. Like we're we're regular dudes, regular guys. Um, you know, Jason's a performer. K Scott's got his stuff going on. Rojo, I got my stuff going on, and we're regular dudes. You know, we're at former athletes. We 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 like to pretend like we know more than what we we really do. We have our man moments where you know it's like we have a cinder block in our forehead, and then we try to learn and be better from those things. So, I think that's something that um, I think a lot of a lot of moms out there would like to be able to share with some of their dads. So we're really just trying to bring dads more into the social health realm. Cause I tell you, uh, mental health is, it's not an easy sell. Um, even though uh, most people believe it's real, most people nowadays, uh, don't debate whether it's, it's a thing or not. Um, there's still a lot of uh, people out there and I pick on my, my male counterparts, a lot of males out there still like, ah, they want to dismiss it. Like you just need to like, put your bootstraps on and, you know, strap your boobs up and, and, uh, and, and just go to work. And, you know, don't think about it. If you have feelings, just bear them deep down inside. There's still a lot of us guys out there and that's okay. I get it. However, I'm pretty confident that if any typical guy listens to any of our episodes, it's going to definitely sound different 
And that's going to be more attractive to have guys listen in because, hey, guys have problems and challenges with their kids and their wives just like everybody else. And the best thing to do is to implement social health tools so that you can get help with those things before it can become serious mental health issues, divorce, addiction, what have you. So that's the updated news on the podcast. That's where we're at right now. Everything from now on will be OG therapy. In the description, we will identify if this is a teen question uh, for teens or if this is a parent question, answering it for parents. I can't thank you guys enough. Um, We will also be changing our name to OG therapy on YouTube. Um, If you don't follow our new Instagram page, it's og.therapy on Instagram. On YouTube, it will be OG Therapy. And for right now, it's still this, but it'll be changing in just a couple days. Uh, www.patreon, uh, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com backslash like the fight. That may take a little bit longer to change. Over two years of bonus content episodes that are not on the podcast platforms and all of our videos. So if you if you like the podcast right now, but if you're like me and you like to watch the people do the videos of the podcast, you can go to Patreon for just five bucks a month. It may be bumping up to seven bucks a month, but for just five bucks a month, you can watch all of our videos and two years of bonus content from questions from people who are Patreon members, all, like I said, just for a few bucks a month. So that's all the updates I have for you guys. Um, I'll be giving you guys more updates throughout the summer. Um, We're planning on opening up uh, support groups, OG therapy support groups for teens and for parents uh, coming sometime this fall and later on in the year. I'll keep you posted on that. Like I said, Youth of the Nation book and OG Therapy book will be coming out as well. And until then, I will say it for the very last time. Thank you, everybody, for following us and being with us throughout these years. Uh, I hope that you continue to listen and find value in what we're talking about and you follow us continually. You continue to share these. And for the very last time, I want to thank you guys for helping us to light the fight. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.